Welcome to the I Give an F1 podcast. I'm Allison. And I'm Lynette. And welcome back, everybody. Uh, race day has officially happened. <laughs> yes. And it was uh, it was a doozy. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk all about it in today's episode. Um, you know, the exciting parts, the not so exciting parts. And of course, like we have our first grid walk of the season. I know. It's kind <laughs> of sad that I missed it because... Um, well, as you guys know, I have kids. And so I was getting my kids ready for their baseball game, but I actually was the worst mom ever and sat in the stands watching the race and also being like, go, go, run to home, run to home. <laughs> like it was so crazy. I was like, you know, just kind of back and forth, but, um, but we made it and we watched it and I feel like I got some good notes. Okay. That's good. <laughs> At least not too, not too much happened where you were too distracted. Yeah. So a couple of things before the the national anthem and grid walk and all that stuff was, um, the driver parade. They actually had that on sky sports today and I was excited to see it. Cause I feel like sometimes they don't show that part of it. And, mm -hmm. um, and I got to see them do like some of the driver interviews on the driver parade. And, um, did you get to see any of that Lynette? No, I didn't watch. Okay. I just tuned in like 30 minutes before. Okay. So they had, um, well, Charles and Lewis were like hanging out on, on that mm -hmm. truck almost the entire time. And then they had like a little, um, interview of Max before. And, um, let me pull up my notes here actually. So in his interview, he was saying that the top eight or eight or nine cars are closer, um, together from qualifying, um, from what he could see. So he was happy that that was hopefully going to bring some more competition to the race. Um, but one thing that I love about the red walk is that Martin is there and he's back for another season with us, which I'm excited for. I know. Um, I had actually forgotten, not forgotten, but I hadn't thought about the grid walk, you know, as we've been like getting ready for this week. And last night I was like, you know, when I was planning on what time to get up and what time to start watching, I was like, oh yeah, the grid walk. <laughs> How could we forget? I know. Okay. So mm. can you give us some of the rundown? Yeah. Well, it wasn't very exciting, at least like from what I saw. The only celebrities that I saw were Neymar. Um, mm. And then this other British man who seems to be very popular, but I don't know who he is. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and then the only other person he talked to was Sarah Ferguson, the Duchess of York. And um, that's about it. That's about it, really. And then just the drivers. Yeah. He like, he talked to George. They were in a, like the drivers were in a little group. And as he walked up, he was like, let's see if anybody's is going to talk to me. And then of course, George is like, <laughs> ready, ready to go. I love <laughs> like, it. I've been waiting. Yeah, but that's about it. He's like, I'm here for my moment of the day. I know. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, well, did you see, were there any awkward moments or interviews or anything mm -mm. like that? No, not really. Everybody behaved. I, I just saw the three interviews um, and they were really quick. Like you just asked, you know, how they were doing, yeah. whatever, you know, and, and that was it. And, and National the Anthem, flyover. Yeah, everything pretty, like nothing crazy, you know, no crazy Standard. performances, no weird singers or... <laughs> Yeah, it was all pretty like standard and they had um, the flyover for the big plane mm. and then they had mm -hmm. um, uh, the flag flying above like before the national anthem with some, I don't know, like what you call them, jetpackers or skydivers. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was it. It wasn't That's like cool. a crazy show like how some other places do it. 
So they, did you notice that they had a Lewis, like Mercedes AMG and, um, Heineken 0.0 ad like back to back before that? No, I didn't. (laughs) So Heineken has Max and Mercedes has Lewis like in their commercials and I thought they were actually pretty good commercials. So, um, okay. I remember seeing the Max at the one where the car is going in a circle. Yeah. The Mercedes that's the one. AMG okay. One. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess I didn't notice they were back to back, but <laughs> yeah, it was weird. I was like, oh, there's Lewis. And then I was like, oh, oh, there's Max. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if y'all didn't get a chance to see him, I'm sure you can YouTube it. But, um, but yeah, they were pretty cool. So. Uh, so if you missed it, you guys, we had a separate episode on qualifying, which right. um, if you want to hear about that and our thoughts on that, you can go listen to that. It's a pretty short one. And so now we're just going to focus on the race, get our mind like together and our notes together because sometimes it can get kind of crazy, especially on like sprint weekends. We're like, oh my gosh, right. where do we start? <laughs> yeah. Where do we start? Do you want to start us off? Yeah. So um, first of all, Something different for this weekend, or I guess going forward, is the DRS. So usually the DRS is enabled on lap two, and now it's being enabled on the first lap. Um, oh, that way, I didn't realize that. Yeah, so they were they were saying that that way it gives the driver um, behind who was ever in first a chance to catch up sooner instead of the the driver in first kind of taking off. Um, which mm-hmm. usually is Max. <laughs> so that way Max has less of a chance of taking off right away. But um, that didn't work very well because Max was pretty much going about a second a lap on everybody else, or at least like on Charles and George who were second and third. Um, yeah. For like the first turn, there was a little bit of a chance that Charles was maybe going to get him, but not really. After that, it was pretty much Max was just gone. And um, we did have an incident on turn one with um, Lance and Haas and um, I think Botas also, a little incident there. But other than that, it was like a pretty clean race. Everybody finished. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. um, They, so Botas had front wing damage and I think Hulkenberg too, correct? And they had to change Hulkenberg's front wing. Mm-hmm. And then Bottas came in and didn't he have some weird pit stop situation where they were yeah, like they had to fix something, things? Yeah, something with like the nut on the wheel. And they never mm-hmm. changed his front wing. So I guess that wasn't affecting much. So he had um, like a 50 second pit stop. Um, and that was it pretty much. Yeah. And Lance, I have to say I'm impressed because he went from being in like an incident in lap one to then coming out in the points. So, um, that was, that was cool. I was surprised that people on our Instagram weren't voting him for like driver of the day. I mean, I know Carlos like did an amazing job and deserves it, but, Mm -hmm. um, but I was, I was surprised that we didn't hear more about like Lance doing such a great job. Yeah, because he was pretty much in last, like right on that first turn, and he had to just follow everybody, and he made it up to 10th, so into the points. So good job, Lance. Good (laughs) job, Lance. I love being able to say it. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So any other... um, Anything else in the beginning of the race? I honestly felt like there was... I felt like I was going to have a heart attack when the Ferraris were racing each other. 
Mm-hmm. And that happened yeah. like pretty early on, which I was surprised that they like were so racy right at the beginning. Um, but Carlos was having none of it and passed Leclerc. Yeah. I think the first 20 laps had like a good amount of action. But I, so Charles was clearly having issues before the race, they replaced his left front brake duct. And so throughout the race, he he was having problem with the brakes. And like, apparently one side was a hundred degrees hotter than the other. Wow. So that was clearly affecting like his the drive. way he was driving, yeah. So but the fact what I was that he surprised got fourth is big, then, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> he like he had a lot of issues, kind of like keeping the car under control and and under mm-hmm. braking. Um, but what I was surprised with how much he fought it, and especially knowing like you're having this issue, why are you fighting Char- uh, Carlos so much? Um, but yeah. I mean, you know, it's not surprising. We've seen the two go at it before. Um, yeah. But yeah, Carlos, Car- Carlos did good. He got it together and, yeah. and made it past him. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Um, one thing I did want to say, though, um, as far as like also in the beginning of the race, um, Sergeant. Yeah, so he he had a tough, uh, tough go there. I don't know what happened. I, I don't I didn't get to see the replay, mm-hmm. but I saw that he was out off to the side for a good 20 seconds before he was able to get the car going again. Yeah. So he was having steering wheel issues. They were having like electrical problems, actually both Williams with the steering wheel. And then they were having cooling issues. Um, So the mistake, which at first I was like, oh, Logan, come on. (laughs) But um, apparently the the steering wheel is what gave him that issue um, and made him made him go off. And I guess it took longer for him to get going because they had to kind of like set everything back up. And they were having problems like with the settings on the steering wheel. And Albon so, too, right? Wasn't he having, mm-hmm. having issues on his screen display? Yeah, and getting yeah. settings together. And then they were having problems following closely to other cars because their car was overheating. And so they couldn't really overtake or anything. They couldn't really do anything. They, I feel like they just had to focus on what they were doing Finishing. and the steering wheel and the issues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Well, I had no idea there was that much going on in the background. So thank you for that rundown because yeah. <laughs> I, I had no idea. Um, so, oh, another thing, Hamilton's seat. Do you know what happened there? Cause it was broken. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was a lot going on with Mercedes actually. And for qualifying. So, you know, how Lewis was a little bit far behind George in qualifying. So what happened was that he wanted to try a different setup and I guess mm. it didn't work out. And so then for the race, they had different setups and, um, it just wasn't working for him, the setup that he wanted. And then um, obviously like the seat, which they didn't even really go much into it after that. I thought maybe they were going to have to retire him because that could be a safety issue. I don't know how bad it was or like how broken it was. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, he was also having problems cooling the car, um, both Mercedes and they were like doing the lift and coast thing. And George was also having some issues because at first in the beginning, it looked like George was kind of gonna maybe get on the podium and be ahead of the Ferraris. But once he started having those issues with the, the engine, um, the power unit, it, it kind of like brought him back a little bit. So they were both having some issues there too. And then George, after the race, he said that it's, it's not something that's like a big problem. It's just something that they have to kind of figure out with the setup. And, and so maybe next weekend it, it could be better. 
but it's not so. anything that they're like too worried about right now. Yeah. Or, or at least that's how they're making it. But hmm. <laughs> yeah. Lewis seemed a little like unbothered after the race. <laughs> Understandably, he's probably like, oh, whatever. Do you think <laughs> if he's it checked works, out? it works. If it doesn't, yeah. <laughs> you think he's already checked out and ready to go oh, to Ferrari? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a couple. So like the press conf- the before the race, the press conference, and then afterwards, he just seems like, you know, whatever. Like Relaxed. He, yeah, and he's really not saying great things about the the team and even hmm. George. He's being very just like, I don't know, whatever, like. <laughs> yeah. So He did seem extremely happy today, I will say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anytime I saw him on a camera, he was smiling and like just very like um, playful. So yeah. maybe he is uh, – Maybe he has checked out. So what do we think about McLaren? I think they did exactly what I thought. Cause like they were sixth and they finished sixth and eighth, I believe. Mm-hmm. And they and started what did they start at? Sixth and seventh or something, I think. Okay. Yeah. So so, so pretty average, I guess. Yeah. And for a little bit, it looked like Lando was kind of maybe like making some moves there, but um, I guess, yeah, pretty average to what we expected. And then they're going to have some upgrades, not until Miami. Yeah. And from post interviews, it does seem like they had anticipated that Red Bull would be further up, which mm-hmm. I think is insane that they that they would even think that considering Max finished first 22 and a half seconds ahead of his teammate. That's insane. Um, mm-hmm. But for them to be like, oh, the, like it wasn't as bad as we thought it was going to be. I'm like, well, what do you mean by that? Like, can you elaborate a little more? Because uh, it seemed pretty bad to me. Do you think he was, uh, Red Bull was holding the power back a little bit? Do you think there's more in there for Max? Do you? Probably, yeah. <laughs> and another like thing yes. with um, with Max, I don't know if you noticed, but he kind of went a lot longer on the tires than the rest of them. So that's another thing that while everybody else is struggling and going in like, I don't know, five laps earlier, he's able to go longer Um, possibly because he's not having to fight or be behind the other cars, but that's just like one more thing that, yeah. Tire dag (laughs) (laughs) for everybody else, but Red Bull, what is their secret? I guess we'll never know. Mm-hmm. But speaking of Red Bull, what about Perez? What'd you think? Um, so I was surprised. I thought he wouldn't come out as hard as he did on the first race. Um, you know, pulling up into second place was surprising to me. I think you and I spoke last night and said mm-hmm. that we had thought that it would be Red Bull, Ferrari, Ferrari but it was Red Bull, Red Bull, Ferrari, Ferrari. And mm-hmm. Checo really did, um, you know, try his best to get up there in second. But once again, he's 22 and a half seconds behind his teammate. It's just so crazy to me that yeah. they are so far apart in time. Yeah, but it is. What do you think? <laughs> I think he did a good job. And, mm-hmm. you know, after having his qualifying position be a little bit further back. I wonder how, if he would have qualified second, how that would have affected him. Like, would he have been yeah. that, that far back? Um, but other than that, I mean, yeah, good for him. Yeah. Um, I had my prediction right then <laughs> from oh, the got, other you, episode. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. Good for you, girl. Not me. <laughs> I, I had too much hope. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so one of the things that we can't not talk about is the Arby's or I'm sorry, the, what are we calling them now? Arby's. Okay. I'm sorry. We're changing names for, for steak. <laughs> That's what it is. Not, not RB. I'm like, are we changing names for everybody? Um, so what did you think about the whole Yuki and Ricardo situation? Um, I don't did think they should have, I don't think they should like switching positions, the team yeah. orders. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't think they should have done that. I mean, they're like, for what you're, you're not switching positions to like, try and get points. They should have let Yuki, Yuki try and and go go after it he was in drs he was like i think at yeah half a second so it's not like he wasn't like making ground and had it or ha like didn't have a chance to possibly overtake so i don't think it was necessary especially for especially on the first race for no points. yeah, yeah. they should have really just let him give him the chance well did you notice that yuki on the cool down lap um almost hit daniel yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So what do you think about that then? Do you think that he was in the wrong for that? Well, I mean, yeah, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, clearly he was very upset and yeah. yeah. And I, I haven't seen, I didn't see like the full thing. I kind of missed it, but I thought like I got it. So I need to rewatch it and see exactly yeah, what happened, so, how close, how close so, he was. So Daniel was interviewed post race and was asked about the situation. And he said, let's call it a lack of maturity. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, I guess, speaking of, of Yuki, and then he also said that, um, there was a plan in place and the plan was for him to pass Yuki from the get-go, mm -hmm. Yuki knew about it apparently. I don't know if it was supposed to be maybe a few laps before that, um, mm -hmm. when which would have given Daniel more time to pass up and maybe get yeah. into the points. But in the interview, he was like, yeah, it was. I was supposed to pass Yuki so that I could get in the points potentially because his he wasn't, I had fresher tires, I was on softs. It was the strategy that we were going for, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, okay, well, then why were you trying to like pass him on when there were only three laps? I think there were only three laps left or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't understand. Like he didn't have enough time anyway to pass, like you said. Yeah. And, um, and then, yeah, I just think they're going to have a lot of awkwardness after the race now, um, having to deal with that. <laughs> So I do yeah. not want to be in that briefing meeting afterwards. <laughs> I know. I know they had told Yuki like to, to switch positions and it took him a while, but I'm not sure how many laps. Cause you know, sometimes we get the radio message a little bit later. I don't know how much True. later, like, you know how I feel about team orders. I yes. feel like unless it's something, yeah, unless there's you like no questions, right? Like he's going to do something, but I mean, you know, it's the first race, like you're not fighting for points. Maybe they think that he could have gotten a point, but yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, um, strange, very strange, but I digress. Um, I will say I feel really bad for Hulk for little yeah. Hulkenberg because you know, he was like way up there and then ended up way outside the points with that, that incident. Um, but other than that, not really many surprises. Ocon and Gasly finished um, 17th and not 18th. Not last. 
not last, but 17th and 18th. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that from what it seems, the team is gathering together and really trying hard to stay positive in this time that they are just really, um, sucking. Um, but hopefully they can move past this and get some good upgrades and, um, yeah, pull, pull out some performance in that car, but yeah. Anything mm. else that you had? Um, that's about it. The team that I was, that I had said that I was surprised about was Aston Martin. Just kind of, I thought they would do a little bit better. I mean, they, mm. they got in the, in the points 10th and 9th, but I did think they were going to have a little bit more in them, but yeah. Yeah. It looked like they were struggling a bit. So we'll, well see what happens with them. Well, what we, I think what we had thought would happen would be like, it would be a Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes, McLaren, Aston Martin situation. Mm -hmm. Like all those besides Red Bull, the other four teams were kind of, we're going to kind of duke it out closer together. And yeah. you're right. It didn't seem like there was a lot of like, you know, closeness in the times mm -hmm. at the end of the the day. Yeah. So. Like we have the team, the right teams up there that we thought, right. but not the fights, like not the closest right. that we, that we thought we'd have. Right. But maybe so. they're still trying to kind of like get everything together and they, and as the races go on, they'll, they'll get their right. cars how they want it. Right. Right. Well, um, that's all I had for the race. So without further ado, this episode is brought to you by Manscaped. It's never too late for the man in your life to level up his grooming game. Manscaped's new lawnmower 5.0 Ultra is every man's cheat code to look good, feel good, and turn the page on confidence this year. Whether he's going for a trim or that clean shaven look, this trimmer has him covered. Trusted by over 10 million men worldwide, now is his time to get a grip on his grooming with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use code IGAF1 for 20% off plus free shipping. This is the Performance Package 5.0 Ultra Grooming Kit. And in the kit, he'll get the trusted lawnmower, Manscaped's ear and nose hair trimmer, and essential aftercare products with the Crop Soother Ball Aftershave Lotion and Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant. Guys, if all you do is watch F1 and are super educated on aerodynamics, but not on the woman brain, we're here to help. Snag 20% off plus free shipping with code IGAF1 and get yourself freshened up and ready to bring a date to watch the race at a bar next weekend. You might get lucky. Okay, so who's your driver of the day? My driver of the day is Carlos. For sure. Nice. I think he did. He drove really well. Same. My driver of the day, the day is Carlos. And your driver of the day, you guys on Instagram, we do polls um, and you guys have voted Carlos as your driver of the day as well. And um, I agree. I fully support that. I think Carlos is trying to make a statement here. He's like, look, I'm here. I'm going to get a seat next year, baby. Just watch. <laughs> um, do you have a loser of the day? Um, I do. You do? Who's yours? Um, Hulkenberg. Okay. Yeah. Kind of a missed opportunity there to see what he could have done with the car, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we had on the poll, we did have one other, most of the votes were for Carlos. Yes. 90%. But somebody did vote for Perez. Oh. And then someone put someone else, so... Yeah, Perez. Um, 
I, I, I don't know if I see that, but like, I, I support mm-hmm. your decision, whatever you, yeah. whatever you choose. <laughs> I can see it. Maybe, um, they weren't expecting him to do that well, but yeah. And, and he got on, on the podium in second. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, loser of the day. I think Hulk is, is a good loser just because of what happened. So yeah, feel bad for him, but <laughs> let's read out a comment from our um, qualifying episode. Yeah. So Joe, Joe Hap 2003 says, I feel maybe it's wishful thinking, but I still think Checo will get back f- back to form and collect P2s this year with maybe a P1 if Max's car slips up. And I mean, yeah, I totally agree. I know that we've been saying like, oh, he's not doing that great, but it would not, I mean, clearly it's not surprising that he would get some P2s in there. If anything, yeah. I would be more surprised if he doesn't because clearly the the car has the power there. And so if he's not getting on the podium at all, then that's a big problem. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think that's wishful thinking. Or the other, the other turnaround option and comment that we got on our YouTube was um, from Lamar saying, mm-hmm. Ferrari's target is to take every podium position not occupied by Max and number one and firewall out Checo to try to take the constructors. So given the fact that Charles had car issues this week, maybe they'll be able to fix it, bring in some upgrades. I, I will say, you know, Carlos was not far behind Checo. So maybe mm-hmm. maybe yeah. a p2 and construct or a p1 and constructors yeah i mean last year my prediction was ferrari to win the constructors so it could definitely happen and i think you know a lot of the drivers and just the media is really kind of saying oh the race is over um the championship is over but we still have constructors and that's huge i mean if ferrari got a constructors championship that would be like incredible i mean it's been so long it's either been mercedes or red bull mercedes red bull for so many years Um, i think that would be a big a big deal so i think they need to focus on that and just stop being like oh well the championship's over you know what are we gonna do like yeah still like it's not over you know stop it with that attitude (laughs) stop giving up yes mom yes mom i'm listening i know (laughs) you stop it um (laughs) No, yeah, I, I, for sure, I agree. I think we're getting ahead of ourselves by being like, oh, Max. I mean, yes, will he probably win the driver championship? Maybe, probably, yes. But, um, but I think, I think there's options there for the constructors. I do. I feel like if Perez is not on his A game every week, Ferrari's going to be right there. Mm-hmm. Ferrari, or maybe even Mercedes. Yeah. Agreed. So um, <laughs> thank you guys for writing in. We really appreciate it whenever you do that. And we also have um, a comment on our, um, usually we have more comments because we wait until like the day after the race to um, to have these, these race recaps, but we're going to start doing them the day of. So we only have one for now, um, but it's from Becca. And she said, good battles outside of first. And she said, excited for... The Ferrari battle. Carlos looked great. And I think he definitely did. Yeah. I'm excited it's, for that too. I think it's going to be good. I hope it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a bittersweet 
time for Carlos right now. I feel like every time I see him racing, I'm like, but he's not going to be racing for Ferrari next year. (laughs) Can Ferrari change their mind? (laughs) Asking for a friend. Wait, like, (laughs) maybe they let Charles go, like what uh, Jacob was saying, you know? No. No? No? (laughs) Okay, I'll I'll take my comment back. Don't come for me. Don't come for me. Charles fans. I am a Charles fan, so don't come for me. <laughs> um, but that's all I had. Did you have anything yeah. else? No. <laughs> so next week we have Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Might be We're a little bit different. Right yeah. How do you feel? I think I think it's going to be different. I think it'll be good. Yeah. We've got this it's, first race out of the way. People saw what kind of issues they had. They, you know, they're going to work on them to fix them and um, the track's a little bit different, so you know, it's like a whole other new new beginning. <laughs> yeah. And um, this next week, by the way, we will have our Drive to Survive recap episode, so keep an eye out for that. And um, other than that, do you have anything else? We'll just see everybody next week, I guess. Yeah. Come All follow right. us on Instagram and YouTube, of course, IJF1 Podcast, and just leave your comments and let us know what you guys think please hit the subscribe button. It helps us out a lot. And go buy your Manscaped, guys. Come on. You need it. Everyone does. <laughs> yeah. It's code IGF1 and you get 20% off and free shipping. So Yes. All and right, you guys. <laughs> we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.